Today on the podcast, our friend Cassie Wicks joins us. She's the mom of three beautiful girls, Maddie, Mackenzie, and Avery, with a little boy on the way. You'll hear her casually mention a couple family members, her husband Chuck Wicks, an amazing country musician who just signed a new record deal with Verge Records, and she has a brother named Jason with the last name Aldine. You might have heard of him. First, let's hear Cassie's mom session starting right now. I didn't realize um, I was going to pee on myself as much as I have. And like, literally, I never had that before with my with Avery or anything. Like, and Chuck obviously is so funny. So I'm like, stop making me laugh. I cannot do this. You know, the first time it really happened, I was driving and I was like, do not look over here when I get out of the car. <laughs> it was bad. And then it happened recently. We were out to dinner a nice dinner with friends and somehow the elevator kind of hit my belly so it scared me and it I was fine nothing happened but um I was crying so I got a little upset so I went to the bathroom and it was like a single bathroom so Chuck follows me in there and I'm like I'm, I'm good and then I went to pee and I start laughing and I said I think what scared me is I felt something but I think I was just peeing on myself like it made me pee myself when the elevator hit me <laughs> So then I started laughing so hard, it, it like just really kept going. It was just like a whole disaster, but <laughs> the pee situation has not been good. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Chuck should, you know, empathy pee with you when that happens. <laughs> you know, cool to pee like, your pants. I pee my pants too. Like, you keep referencing like, Adam Sandler in like every episode. There's an Adam Sandler reference. I'm, I'm very impressed. I know. Talk <laughs> we'll about that. I'll, I'll get him to do that. Yeah, can you, can you just pants tell cool. him we're we're peer pressuring him into right. peeing every peeing himself when you do? I'm pretty excited about oh, that now. Me too. <laughs> Welcome to Hi, my name is Mom. I'm so excited to have our friend Cassie Wicks on today. She is a mama of three girls with a baby boy on the way, due in December. Is that right, Cassie? Right. That's right. We're excited. Finally, we get a boy. And I'm the other way around where I'm like, oh, I get to buy pink. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cassie, I feel like you have kind of a unique way that you became a mom for the first time. I actually became a mom first. I was 22, 23, and um, I was married before, and I actually adopted my older two daughters. So they were five and six when I adopted them. Their biological mom had died of breast cancer really young at 30. And so, you know, when I came in the picture, obviously, um, they had lost their mom. And I just loved them so much. And so I adopted them. So for about five years. They were my babies. You know, that was it. I would, they like taught me everything about being a mom. And so then I had Avery on my own and I actually went through the IVF process to get her as well. And, um, that was my first pregnancy and first like baby baby that I got to raise from infancy. And then, so I had the three girls and all that. Sorry. Can you hear that? (laughs) Here's what's funny about this whole thing. (laughs) Special guest appearance. Guess who is is texting me via, and it's going on my laptop as well. Your husband, Adrian. (laughs) 
Stop texting Chuck. We're talking Adrian, to- stop texting Chuck. Thank you. We're talking about the Eagles and how they suck in the first place. <laughs> oh, those are fighting words. Woo! Chuck, did you hear that we have a plan for you, by the way? We've roped you into something. Yeah, we're going to have you do a test, like put a thing on you where you feel contraction, like we feel. Oh, I labor. I don't know about that. I NPS? No, I think I saw all your husbands do that. It doesn't Did matter. you see when Ty ripped one when he did it? No. <laughs> yeah. Totally farted. Maybe next time I need to get some stuff out, I'll put up one of those belts on. Like, wow. <laughs> That's a, Next time you have really bad gas, you should just strap on some electro stems and just work it out. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the family real close and I'll eat Mexican right before. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Interruption. Um, but yeah, so then I had Avery and then um, end up going through a divorce and all that and then Chuck and I got together and we wanted to have a baby and um, that was a whole process in itself you know we tried for a while on our own and then we had to go to IVF just ended up being his sperm count was super low and it really was just kind of a miracle that we can have this baby that we're about to have so soon Um, because we had only one embryo we had he had two sperm we fertilized two um, eggs and we ended up with one embryo that fertilized and that embryo actually took and it happened to be a boy and we are beyond excited. So we're, we're ready. That is so awesome. Yeah. That seems like it was all kind of meant to be. I know. It, it really like now it definitely does. Like when you're going through the process, it just seems almost impossible, you know, when you're given certain numbers and stats and all of that. And to the point when we knew there's only one embryo that had to fertilize and kind of after that, you're like, what, what would we do? You know, like you can't yeah. even let your mind go there because we didn't have another option. So Cassie, was that your first round of IVF? Mm-hmm, for that pregnancy, yeah. So um, I don't think I knew you went through IVF with Avery. Was going through IVF this time, was it a similar process? It was very similar in the sense of all the, the medications were the same and, you know, the process of retrieving the eggs and transfer and all of that. Um, the reasons were different. My ex-husband had had a vasectomy. So that's why we had to do it that way. And that time it actually took me, well, I got pregnant the first time and miscarried. And then the second time they had taken my eggs out and they said that he did, he wasn't producing any sperm, but actually he was, they just had to go get it. So it was three times that I had to do it, you know, with Avery. And then with Chuck, by a miracle, it, the first time it took, you know, it was just one time and... We were so lucky that it worked out that way because we really didn't have another option at that point. I love that we all have these little angel babies. Um, Cassie, when I met you, it was a little over a year ago, we were like going to be like fertility buddies. <laughs> we were like, let's get pregnant. You had been going through it. and Yeah, and I was pregnant and didn't even know it. it uh, last year when we were um, all Corey, drinking together, there, all drinking together, it was my birthday. And, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I had no idea that I was already pregnant. But, you know, I think it's kind of awesome, though, of Chuck to go and get tested and do all that kind of stuff, because it is a big deal for guys to come out and say, like, there's any issues. Uh, the joke with my husband and I, as 
I've always said, just go fill a cup. Just go do it. Go get checked. Because I think it's very manly of guys to step up and do it. But it does. There's a stigma that goes along with it that shouldn't be there because it's not like anybody has control over what their bodies can do or can't do. Chuck's kind of mentioned that a lot. He's been extremely open about his process with it and hopefully help remove that stigma a little bit for people because the more he's talked about it, the more we've heard of so many other guys that have gone through very similar situations. You know, it just is what it is. You know, we never in a million years would have thought that we would have had any issues. Like I never had any problems. I thought he was perfectly healthy. You know, it's not anything they can control. It's nothing they've done wrong. I mean, he's super healthy and fit and eats well. And so he was really cool throughout the whole process. He wanted it just as bad as I did. And so I mean, he went like every week he was going and giving a sample. And (laughs) that was the other crazy thing is we actually had so many samples going into the IVF process. So we actually felt great about it when they retrieved my eggs because we're like, there'll be plenty, all of this. And, you know, out of so many vials... They still only had two sperm. Was it when they started to, to look at those samples that they realized there was an issue with low sperm count? I think like they, where we went, they kind of tested both of us. Everybody and, to begin with. Yeah, and I had yeah. been pregnant before, you know, and I had never had any issues or anything like that. So um, I think that was kind of like their first, you know, thing to look at was to see sure. Make sure everything was right with him. And initially when we first started, he was low. But like there was still stuff to work with. And then the more samples he gave, it was like it was just kept going down. Can you imagine the stress, though? I can only imagine that stress. If you knew that someone was literally counting your sperm every time, it seems like the stress of that would. Like counting our eggs. How many do you have left? How many are in there? Exactly. Which you went through, obviously. He was like, if I cut out caffeine, if I cut out alcohol, I mean, he literally, he would cut everything out. If we like saw something on Google that we thought would help, you know, increase the count that he was doing it, like everything and nothing. Well, it's interesting. It's like sort of to Kayla's point about how, I mean, we all know so many women, you know, who have gone through IVF and had an IVF for an IUI journey and just fertility struggles. And so many women are so open. It it does seem to be that men don't want to share their journey. And it's really, it's really sad that, that I don't know if it's upbringing or what that makes guys feel like they have to kind of posture. And just like Kayla said, I have so much respect for Chuck that, you know, he would, you know, talk about it because it's just making it so much easier for so many other men. Right. He really, I mean, he's done such a great job with it and, you know, it is tough to talk about. And I think now that, you know, we are having our baby boy and he's so excited. I mean, he's like, I don't care how we got there. You know, we're here and that's what matters. It is amazing how, you know, you wouldn't think someone like Chuck would have any issue. I mean, when she says he's in good shape, like he does like, he's like an Iron Man. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's not even just like, oh yeah, he jogs or whatever, but he's in better shape than most of the population. Right. You know, and And he just like doesn't have a bad history. I mean, it's not like he does drugs or he drinks a lot or like he just doesn't do things. I mean, he drinks, but it's not like he does all the time or anything like that. He just, I like like, uh, Voc Tito's, (laughs) cranberries. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like we got a baby boy okay give me my drugs yeah. that, please. <laughs> now he will definitely have him a tito's but he's earned it at this point 
it is easy to say like, oh, it's all meant to be in hindsight, but I can only imagine the stress of that. What was that like emotionally for you guys when you found out that there was like another piece to the struggle? Because I know, because I talked to Chuck about this before the wedding when he was like, oh, I, we just can't wait to have babies. Like we are going to have babies. Literally, the moment we're able to have babies. We were like, let's go. Here we yeah, go. He's like, he's like, we're going to get back from the honeymoon, pull the goal. And we like all, like all systems are go. Yeah. So how, how long did it take you guys to realize like something's up, like something's not working? I think it was probably, I can't remember exactly, but maybe like four or five months, which is kind of soon, but like something in my gut was telling me like something's not right because I was doing ovulation tests and all that. Like I knew when I was ovulating and I knew, but then again, like I had never gotten pregnant on my own either. Cause I had only been pregnant one other time. Oh, yeah. So I just had this weird feeling. I said, I just feel like we should just make sure everything is looking right so that we don't go a year and then we find out, you know. Yeah, lose that time. Yeah. So I was like, it's worth it. And he was totally fine. Like as soon as I said it, he's like, yep, let's do it. And we just went and had a consultation just to kind of see if everything was working right. And then that's when we found out, you know, there was an issue. And then it was just like, go time. Like how, what do we need to do? How do we do it? How soon can we do it? Like, and, and I think through the process, I mean, we both kind of had our moments of like ups and downs. Um, but I feel like we were both so positive. Like we just knew that this was going to happen for us and we wanted it so bad. And um, so we tried to stay as positive as possible. And even like, it seemed like every time we went to an appointment, there was like another like piece of bad news. You know, I get my eggs out. They're like, we have found zero sperm in any of the vials or the, fr- like they literally had said that they found nothing. So they were just going to freeze all, all of my eggs. And then they um, actually put medicine. It's almost like a caffeine that like wakes the sperm up and they're like, Oh, well we have two. So. And med- what is normal? Like how many sperm should there normally be in a sample? Millions, like 12 yeah. millions, like wow. millions and lots. Yeah. Like if, if somebody has 1 million, that's low. Yeah. Man. And there were two here that you guys had to work with. One, two. Like not 2,000, not 200. There was one. Two. And that was after they had sort of woken them up. There were two yeah. that they, they had, had to use. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They, that they had, could not. Those were like the Iron Man sperm. Were, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thank God for science, you know? Like yeah. just being able to use that. I, I mean, 30 years ago, we, we didn't have any of this available. I just think it's amazing right now what we can do. Well, even when I was growing up, it's like my mom didn't even get ultrasounds with her pregnancies. They didn't have that kind of technology. So it's amazing. I mean, we're talking, I'm 42. So 30 years ago when she was having my brother, it's like. It's my mom said you would know if you had, when you had a viable pregnancy, when you felt the baby move. Yeah. that's how you would know everything is okay and here you are you know exactly how many eggs so you have so basically they took those two sperms and your one they took one of your eggs is that how it worked well they they took two of my eggs and so they inject the sperm in the each of the eggs um but then only one actually fertilized like started the fertilization process at all and you still have to wait three to five days to really know if it's going to be viable and then we actually we did run tests on our embryo and all just to make sure everything was healthy and, you know, just give it the best chance and all of that. And so, um, so then that took uh, several more weeks before they actually did, did the transfer. And so then they transfer it into 
me and you have to wait again a couple weeks and take a pregnancy oh test. I remember getting the text from you after that, like after you guys had were waiting to see if it if the pregnancy took and getting the text from you. The test. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I mean, I, I think was, we were all we all felt like we were. I mean, I, I remember for a play by play. <laughs> well, I remember Ty coming home and like us both kind of like feeling so anxious too just because we wanted it so bad for you guys and I can only imagine what that was like for Chuck needing to you know have enough sperm in his samples and then you being the being responsible for housing this precious one little fertilized embryo during this whole process and then as someone who had gone through a miscarriage before yeah, that was kind of scary too. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, you know, because you can't help but like let your mind go there a little bit. I remember I was like on Pinterest. I was doing all of it. Like it had said six days before the transfer, eat a whole pineapple. So like <laughs> each day you would like slice it up into six pieces and each day you would eat like as much pineapple as you could. And uh, like I was doing like crazy things like teas, whatever, whatever. Somebody had a suggestion of I was doing it if it was <laughs> help. So I was trying to do all the things, but um, but it, it was scary for a while. And then when we saw the heartbeat, because that's what happened um, in my first miscarriage, there was never a heartbeat. So when we saw the heartbeat the first time, I was like, <sighs> like I felt like I could breathe, you know. And yep. um, so that was awesome. And now you're getting to actually enjoy it. You're like in the nice part of pregnancy. And oh my gosh, Cassie! So she had this baby shower last weekend, and I swear it rivals like probably most people's weddings yeah probably i mean it was so gorgeous like they have oh my gosh so so tucker elliott you guys have that is his name and my sister-in-law Brittany, she did an over-the-top amazing job throwing me a shower that literally it was like a wedding it was great you guys there was this um tucker his name was like written in roses can we share the picture (laughs) yeah beautiful it was so pretty. <laughs> I mean, and she had like every little detail. Everything was so perfect. The cake. Oh my gosh. The little giraffe. went around with like little appetizers. They had bars and like specialty drinks. And it was crazy. Great job. It it felt like my wedding. Like I told somebody after the fact, um, I'm like, I'm kind of sad. I feel like all my big like milestone <laughs> things are over. Like there's no more celebration. Like not like that at least. You're and like, now it's going to be all about the baby. I have <laughs> birthday parties now, but um, it was, I literally felt hungover the next day after the shower. <laughs> I was like, I didn't drink anything and I feel completely hungover. I was exhausted, but. Well, no, like, you know, there's so few events right now anyway. Uh-huh. that I find like I'm worn out if we get takeout you know I know or if you put on jeans and earrings like to do yeah. anything you're like okay and you have heels yeah so you went through IVF at the height of all the COVID stuff was there anything different with that process first of all can I just say that like can- Kayla's literally like, she's like trying to stick a boob in a baby's mouth because she's like, shh, Wesley, just take this boob. I keep muting because she literally slept till 1230 today and she's teething. And so she's using my nipple as like a, to gum it. A chewy. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm trying to have a conversation here. (laughs) Um, But as far as going through IVF with COVID, um, really it was all the same. We just had to wear masks and Chuck was able to go to all my appointments and everything still. So that was fine. We did have like right before my egg retrieval, like they started shutting things down in Nashville. 
So my doctor was like, we're going unless they literally tell us we are not allowed to be open. Wow. And so um, they just kept pushing through and luckily we were able to move forward. The only thing now though is Chuck has not been able to go to my ultrasounds. So we've just been doing our own 40 ultrasounds and he wants to go like every other week. And so I'm like, calm down. He looks really cute. But we have done a lot of those, which is really awesome, um, just to see his little face. And I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, he's going to come out looking like that. I have some of Avery, and she came out just like she was in the 40s. So I'm excited about it. But Speaking of which, what kind of a birth did you have with Avery? So I got induced with Avery. I was seven centimeters dilated at like two weeks before my due date. And I had not had a contraction. I had not like not, I had not even had like a Braxton hick at that point. And so he's like, are you ready to have this baby? And she was kind of big anyways, measuring really big. So we scheduled an induction and I mean, it was like easy breezy. I got there in the morning, got my girl. I actually like asked them to not put the medicine in because I thought that would be the only baby that I ever gave birth to. So I was like, can I at least just feel a contraction? Like, you know, like I'm crazy, like, okay, crazy lady. (laughs) But um, so I was feeling the contractions and they came in and said, if if you don't get this medicine pushed through, you're going to feel everything you're about to push. And so I was like, no, no, come on, let's, let's do that. Um, So I had epidural and it was easy breezy. I didn't push for long, maybe like 20 minutes. And then. That's amazing. (laughs) I was like, shut your mouth. Don't rub it in. (laughs) But they actually did pull her out with the suction thing. She came out with like a cone on the side of her head. (laughs) Side pony. And then they put like a lime green hair bow on the side cone of her head. (laughs) She was like so chunky. Her cheeks were hanging to her shoulders. And I was like, oh my God. I I cannot post a picture of this kid. (laughs) I've had a couple cone heads. My niece was like, when Charlie was born, he has a horn on his head. She was a cone like but I also pushed for almost three hours rat came out furry I was like is he supposed to be that furry like and then of course it fell out then his hair fell out like this uh, from the front to the back so he just looked like a little old man with like a bald patch right on top they go through like yes yeah exactly like George Costanza (laughs) (laughs) this go around I already talked to my doctor I'm like I mentioned it as soon as we saw him the first time that I had been induced. So this last time I went last week, I said, Hey, you know, we talked about induction. What are your thoughts on that still? And he's like, yeah, I feel good about it. I'm 36. So he's like, your age, the IVF situation, let's just go ahead and schedule it. And so he's like, you want to pick a date? And I'm like, sure. So we picked a date and we're like ready to go to be induced. So I'm excited unless he comes before that, you know, which for some reason I feel like he might, he moves a lot. And he's really low, but is he measuring bigger too? Like Avery did his head's like 98 percentile or something like he at 30 weeks, he was measuring like 32 and a half weeks with his head. Everything yeah. else is pretty normal. So I don't know. I kind of feel like he might be a little smaller than Avery, but I don't know. She was almost nine pounds. I was excited. Wow. We had an induction date scheduled and then I went to an appointment and they were like, hey, 
you want to have this baby in two weeks? And it was like 13 days sooner than our induction date. And I was like, okay. And I remember like texting Corey and Jen and telling them that it was a change of schedule within the matter of hours. I'm like, I'm having her next week. (laughs) And it's so exciting though, having that date and just being able to plan knowing what exact date. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with you, Cassie. I've never experienced a real contraction and there's a part of me that wants to try it, but then I'd probably be a big baby about it, but I want to know how tough I would be. Not at the beginning of labor. You'd be fine. Between Jen and I, we have six C-sections already in the Soon book. to be seven. Soon to be seven. <laughs> That's just crazy. If you went into labor on your own, would you just go that route or would you still want to have a C-section? What my doctor told me was, you could do a VBAC if it happened early and the baby was small. Because what the theory on why I haven't gone into labor is that my babies have had huge heads, like off the charts heads. And so their heads have not been able to sort of settle in my pelvis to push on my cervix to start the labor process. My doctor said, you know, it, we wouldn't induce you because you've had no progression. There's a really good chance it would end in an emergency C-section, which is much more dangerous for both of you. But if the baby was measuring on the small side and you went to labor early and everything was going really smoothly... Great. Let's go for it. But it's almost like the circumstances, you just have to hit that target perfectly. You know, I think my instinct is it's probably going to be exactly like the other times. I will say my girls were so different, right? Like than the boys, the girls were on time, planned C-sections, just walked in, had a baby. The boys both came early, right? Well, Charlie came a day before my scheduled C-section, which was, you know, technically two weeks early, but I was in labor for like 15 hours before I delivered him, which should have been a VBAC. It shouldn't have been a C-section, but I digress. And then Mason, I was in labor for about 20 hours, like active labor before my C-section with him. And then I had a window in my uterus after that, and then had to have a C-section with Abby as well. It's just like the girls were easy. The boys were like nonsensical. Cassie, has this pregnancy with a boy been different than with a girl? It's been completely different. It's, you know, starting the nausea at the beginning. I didn't have any of that with Avery. He moves so much. Avery moved and like, it was like fun at night. You know, oh, she's moving. Like this kid is all day, every day. And it's like jabs in my rib. It's Chuck's kid. (laughs) Literally 100%. He's going to come Lifted out. Little, he's got the umbilical cord, like lifting it like a barbell. Yes. He's going to have so much energy. I can already feel it. And he's also super low. So talking about them being low. That's why you're peeing. I literally feel like he's going to punch through my cervix. Like I have seen it on the 4D. His hands are like at his head and he is so low. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to keep him in there. So I kind of feel like I might go on my own just for that reason. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Do you guys have plans for any more kids? Or are you like, this was so stressful. We're done. We're done. I mean, I say we're done. I was done too. Just saying. I was totally done. We'll have a couple more. (laughs) Three, four, five, maybe six. Who knows? What I'll say is we are not doing IVF again. And because Chuck the other day goes... You know, they say when you're not trying, that's when it happens. I'm like, we haven't even had this one yet. Like, that's how Loxley got here. We stopped trying and we were getting ready to do it. But I had at least five close friends that had the, 
you have less than 1% chance of conceiving naturally conversation. And as soon as their child was born from IVF, they got pregnant naturally. I mean, it is very bizarre. Well, if that happened, it would be a whole different thing, obviously, totally. because then yeah. you guys wouldn't have to I'm go through. I'm trying for that to happen either. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We were just talking about like, oh, how do you know when your family's complete? And we're like, well, none of us know clearly, (laughs) but I had, I mean, you kind of know everything we went through to try to have Sebastian, you know, went through a loss and then we went through a really long period of not being able to get pregnant and then not knowing if we were going to have issues on an ongoing basis or what was going to happen. And so the last thing in the world I thought was going to happen was that we were randomly pregnant, especially like the chances at my age are very, very low. And I think actually Ty's stress level had probably gone down from what it had been. So I think there is something to that when you're not trying thing. Everything lined up perfectly. Yeah, it's so crazy. You have kind of a unique family situation where you are literally surrounded by high profile people in your life, your brother, your husband. Does that sort of affect the way that you parent? We definitely think about it. I feel like I've been really lucky and Chuck Chuck and I's relationship, we've been really lucky. We haven't had a lot of negativity around it. You know, there's other situations that have had that. And so you're very conscious of of things that are, especially on social media and whatnot. Um, You know, even when I went through my divorce, you know, my older two girls, they would have some comments um, on posted on their page and all that. So we tried to not monitor it, but like they would tell me when some somebody said something and, you know, we maybe talk through it a little bit. And obviously they're here in our life. Like they know the situations, they know what's going on. Um, we haven't had a ton of it, but it's definitely there. And it's something, you know, we have to deal with my brother and sister-in-law. I mean, I feel like they're judged for every little move that they make. They do so many great things for people and different communities. And I mean, they're just, they're very giving people, but they don't necessarily um, announce that to the world and everything that they do. And so it stinks when people are negative towards them because they don't know the whole story of everything that they do. And so um, they deal with it obviously at such a higher level. But the cool thing about my brother is that they are so hands-on with their kids and like they, he, he raises them as I raise my kids. Like we're all kind of in it together. We do everything together, essentially um, vacations and we're just at each other's houses all the time. So we kind of raise our kids in a similar way that we were raised. And so um, obviously we have our own differences on, on things that we do, but um, I think we try to keep it as normal as possible. And you know what's crazy? If celebrities were touting all the amazing things they were doing, they would get judged for that too. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like lose-lose. So, But yeah, and then our kids are, you know, they're they're awesome too. I feel like it's kind of just become their norm, you know, especially my nieces and Avery. I mean, it's kind of the only life that they've known with my brother. And so um, it's it's just funny because sometimes we're like, what? You don't want to go to the show or in concert or you don't want to go here? And they're like, could care less because they have they just don't care you know they They have no idea what a big deal it actually is yeah Yeah. Avery will totally skip out on some big event because she just truly would just rather be at home with her friend or whatever you know and 
like they're so unbothered by it. I like that about the situation because, you know, we want them to be as normal as possible. So, well, and I think it also is amazing how open you guys are with your life because, you know, you guys opening up about, you know, your journey with infertility and all that. It just, it means so much to people when someone that they really look up to is going through something because it's like, you know, just if someone like Chuck can go through that, someone feels like, well, it's okay that I am then, you know, because people that they're looking up to as being these sort of superhuman people. For anyone listening, like you've like never seen a more beautiful couple than Cassie and her husband. Like, yeah. <laughs> We are so happy for you guys. You know, when you want something so bad and it's not coming easy, it just makes it that much more special um, when it's coming around. And we just, we have so much love to send your guys' way because we're, we're so happy for this little boy. Thank you. We are beyond excited. We are so ready for him to be here. After last weekend shower, I cannot think of one single item that I could possibly ever need in life <laughs> for a baby. I got everything. So between Brittany giving me all her baby stuff and then the shower, I'm like, that's going to be a well-dressed kid. Yeah, for sure. All in hand-me-downs. I assure you pretty much. (laughs) I just had some pants on Sebastian yesterday and Kayla was over and she goes like, oh, I love how it has like ripped knees. And I'm like, those are real. Those are not paid for rips. It's because this is the third kid these pants have been on. Yeah. Our little girls are going to be sharing clothes because I guarantee your little girl will outgrow Loxley by like two. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just going to be huge. Speaking of which, though, I feel like you always look super cute, even if you're wearing like hangout jammies or whatever. What are your favorite maternity clothes? Really, I haven't really bought a lot of maternity clothes. Um, Brittany and then my other girlfriend, Jenna, they gave me a bunch of leggings, like beyond yoga leggings. And I don't know, they're all pregnancy leggings. So I feel like that's what I mostly live in. And then everything else so far, I've gotten away with just like, I only wear dresses really to go anywhere now. But um they're all just like regular dresses, a couple sizes bigger. Um, and for my shower, actually, I had ordered a dress off of House of CB. And I got it like a couple sizes bigger. And then the week before, it was like really tight. <laughs> up. And so I was in pure panic because I didn't. And you have to order even like regular clothes now. I feel like you can't really find in stores. You have to order everything online. Yeah. And so... I'm like, I don't have time, you know, so everybody's like sending me their dresses that I could possibly fit in, you know, like they're sending me pictures and somehow a miracle. I got into that dress. The day got it zipped. So I probably won't ever be able to wear it again, but I felt comfortable. I could breathe in it. So I don't know. I think I'm just going to wing it for the last couple months and just like wear Chuck shirts or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're not missing out on much. I mean, it's really, actually Gap has some good basics. And there's this company called Zella that has really good oh, maternity wow. leggings. A lot of their tops. I love yeah. that one. I just, a couple pair of Fabletics maternity leggings. Um, oh yeah, I've been wearing one of them. They're awesome. They're so comfortable. Yeah. Kayla and I have definitely been, I'm like, I got to be a few more things for the maternity wardrobe. I feel like at some point I'm going to have to have something maternity. Well, mostly it's length. Like things that are supposed yeah. to be normal length become crop tops. <laughs> I wear scrubs for work and Chuck said I look like a, a reverse plumber the other day. Like the bottom of my belly was hanging out. <laughs> That was totally me. And I didn't know the bottom of my belly was hanging out of shirts. Remember <laughs> when we were at the Russell and I showed up and like, that's a crop top. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I couldn't tell. I didn't see it. <laughs> 
Cassie, what are you doing after delivery? What are your plans? Are you taking time off? Are you not going back? Like, do you have a sort of maternity leave plan? Yeah. So my company, um, they give me six weeks for vaginal delivery. So I'll take that. And then I, they give everyone 28 days um, after that. So mom, dad, it doesn't matter. Everybody gets that. So that I'll tack that on. So I think it gives me like 11 or 12 weeks and then I'll go back to work. And That's then I, awesome. I might start back like slower, maybe go back three days a week for a couple months and then go back full time. Do you have a plan for like help with Avery or help with the baby? Well, my parents live here and they're actually... Oh yeah, that's right. You guys are all local now. They're building on our property currently. So that's going to be a huge help. And they've already committed to help for the first year. And they like to travel a lot. So I was like, are you sure? Like I need to really know because I have to have somebody (laughs) in, you know, place. And because they don't like think twice about being like, oh, we're going to the Dominican for a week, you know, whatever. And they're currently there right now. So they're like, no, we said for one year, we will help you however you need or whatever. So that's That's awesome. And right now, and now I'm Chuck's schedule is so flexible too. So it's kind of an amazing time to have a baby. Yeah. So he's going to be super hands-on. I mean, He's definitely going to be amazing. He's going to be a great dad. He already is, obviously. But like, this will be his first experience with like a tiny. He's super sweet already. Like there are nights where I just can't sleep now, you know, just this point of pregnancy and I'll get up and like make a bowl of cereal and he gets up with me and just sits there and talks to me at like three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And he'll be be like, this is what it's going to be like, right? When he's up in the middle of the night, we'll just (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you're going to be as happy about it, but yeah, this is what it's going to be like. It'll be more frequent. We, we, we were talking recently about how there's this trend now with people getting night nurses, and I don't ever remember be, that being a thing. And maybe it's more of a Southern thing, because I had Rad in New York, but here doesn't it seem like everybody gets night nurses? Well, so that was one of my gifts from my brother and sister-in-law. Go away. So many nights of a night nurse, and I have never used a night nurse ever in life, and She kept asking me, like, would I use it if they got it? And I was like, don't, like, that's a lot. You know, I think I can manage, like, I'll be fine. And then a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, I think maybe I could actually, I think it might be a good idea. So I'm, you know, just to have every once in a while, we won't have it every night or anything like that, but to have it for time. Just to be able to recharge every now and then. Yeah, we go to an event or like when I start back at work, just to know I can get a full night's sleep. I think it will be nice. But yeah, I never knew anybody that had a night nurse ever in life. Me either. And now people are like, who are you getting as a night nurse? And I'm like, meanwhile, Chuck's probably going to be like, hi, night nurse. Give me that baby, please. That's the thing. And that's what I felt for myself. Even I was like, I'm so controlling. I'm still going to get up and check on him. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. That's how I felt too, where I'm like, on the one hand, it seems like amazing to get sleep when you need it. And on the other hand, I don't know if I'd be willing it's like yeah. my favorite time of day is middle of the night bonding. I know it sounds totally counterintuitive, but I love the middle of the night time. So I'm with you. I would love to take advantage of it, actually. Jen, you know you just want to binge whatever you're binging. You're That's like, right. That's exactly <laughs> right. I save shows to binge in the middle of the night. It's very much fun. I, I admit that freely. You posted on a night nurse. Are you going to get a night nurse this time? We're not planning on it, but you'll have to let me know what you think about it. I feel like a snoo is equivalent to a night nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did spring for the snoo, which do you know, do you know yeah. about those? Yeah. So fortunately, we've had really good 
sleepers aside from a major sleep regression that Bash had where we ended up just putting him in a docata in the bathroom with the fan on because that was literally the only place he would sleep. But with Rad, when, when I had him in the hospital, I was like, he's not leaving my side. The baby never leaves the room. Of course, I don't want him to go to the nursery at night. And then with Bash, I was like, yeah, you can take him to the nursery and just like bring him back when he wakes up. And I was willing to sleep more. So I don't know, maybe with number three, I'll be like, okay, so can someone come over and just let us sleep? I feel like I don't have the energy that I had with Avery. I was 26 when I had her. I'm going to be 36 this mm-hmm. time. Like, I think I could use some sleep. You'll have to let me know what you think about that. I'm super. I mean, we'll only strict. use a night nurse like on special occasions, honestly. Like, that's probably how I would be too. I would probably be like, I want to be super hands-on. And it was actually largely from Ty because, you know, I think I think he and Chuck are similar in that they, they're both like really hands-on dads. Like they want to be involved in absolutely everything. And Ty was like, well, I just want my baby to know that like I'm the one who is like there when they wake up and they cry or there. And I was like, oh yeah, like me too. But I feel like if you did it on a, like an as-needed kind of basis, it's kind of like a good balance. Okay, well, we are so excited we got to talk to you today. And to catch up, we we would love to see you guys sometime. I miss you guys. Maybe before that baby comes, we can get together and uh, and just have a little bump party, you know? Two <laughs> weeks before my due date. So let's do it. That's yeah. amazing. And the holidays this year for you guys are just going to be so magical. That's... It's really definitely going to need some little like Santa outfits. Oh, we've already got our matching pajamas. <laughs> They're already here. Perfect. So don't worry. Perfect. Are you going to ba- paint your belly as a pumpkin for Halloween? <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. Maybe I should. <laughs> I need costume <laughs> ideas though, but send them my way. Ah, oh, So do I. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, you know, Ty loves Batman. And I'm like, could I be pregnant Catwoman? Yeah. So last year when I was pregnant, Jonathan promised me that he would wear whatever costume I could come up with for Loxley's first Halloween. So naturally, my goal this year is not about Loxley's costume. It's about finding the most embarrassing costume for Jonathan. Little Bo Peep, like TJ's husband did. What I think I'm going to do, well, and I probably shouldn't even share it yet, but he's going he's gonna to be in leggings. It's going to be good. Sweet. I I can't wait to see that. Thank you all so much for having me. I love you guys. And I definitely want to see y'all soon in person. Definitely. We just really appreciate you being so open with everything that you guys have gone through. And just, and please thank Chuck too, because I really do think that sharing what you guys have been through is no doubt helping so many people and helping take away any stigma that goes along with male infertility and just, it's super badass. For everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow Cassie and her cute bump at Cassie Rosa, K-A-S-I-R-O-S-A. Come follow us at Hi, My Name is Mom official. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Your name is Mom.